If you're the kind of person who, when you're approaching a set of traffic lights, you're weighing up the options as to which car is the best car to queue behind, this is the podcast for you. And if you particularly enjoy, speaking of traffic lights, driving up to a traffic light, seeing an empty lane and not having to come to a complete stop, better if you're driving a manual car, as I do, if you change down to third because you're slowing down using gears and then changing down to second, you realise the lights have been red for quite a while and that is an empty lane and if it just goes green, you're in second and you've got the RPMs right. And then it does go green and you nail it all the way through and you remember that moment for the rest of the day, maybe even the week. Then, listener, let me tell you, this is the podcast for you. That's right. And this is Just Going For A Drive. I'm Sam. And I'm Nick. Welcome to the pod. Welcome to the pod. Hey, look, I don't, I don't want to leave behind this, the moment of just joy. No, soak of it up. not having to... Spend all your inertia at the traffic line now. I've stopped. How are you spending my inertia? Just getting all that to flow inertia right. It's like playing points. an instrument. Yeah. And you kind of know and you're slowing down more and more and more. And then it goes green and you go boom. Because I, I realized that we were talking about this just off air. But it reminded me that I'd seen this movie. I can't remember what it was called or what it was really about other than the main character, the, the opening scene. Surfing Cool Dude. Surfing Cool Dude. He's got Surfing Cool Dude hair and the movie starts and there's jaunty 80s... Synth pop. Synth pop music. Yeah, da, 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 and he springs out of bed. He puts on, of course, his Hawaiian shirt. He lives in California. Of course. By the beach, but he's going to work. And... Everything's going perfectly. He throws in his Ray-Bans. His hair's perfect the moment he gets up and he leaps into his June buggy. Oh, I didn't tell you this d- bit. Oh, no, you didn't. He leaps into his June buggy, floors it out the door, and he's speeding up the California highway along the side of the beach. Or the boulevard. The nice. boulevard. He's on his way to the surf shop, probably. <laughs> he's probably I didn't watch the, the rest shop. of the movie. I haven't but seen this movie, but I'm hooked. There's this, And the glorious scene is this. He is... Burning along this highway, it's a one sort of one way each way, and then up in the distance, there's this red light, and he's such a cool dude that we are watching him zooming towards the red light. He is not slowing down. He is doing a good clip, and just as he gets the red light, a millisecond before he hits the line, bing, light goes green, and he canes through. He doesn't even lift, not even a bit, and it's the perfect just oh. moment. And I relive that every time I come to a traffic light in my own car. Can I be surfer, waveboard, cool dude? You know you can be. You can live that dream. I try to. Satisfying. There's some lights um, where I drive quite often, sort of near my house. And it's a weird, it's it's kind of, it's one of those roads that was built during the time of carriages and stuff. And now they have to put traffic lights (laughs) and manage actual, you know, people in their captivas trying to negotiate but it's oh. essentially it's a chicane where every turn in it has traffic lights on it so it's yeah the first set of traffic lights you pull up to has another set of traffic lights literally four car lengths in front of it and they go they do different things mm. so some are, sometimes they're red arrows and sometimes they're both green or sometimes mm. they're both red but i know the secret is you know the when, sequence when you pull up to the first lot Yours are red, and then the ones that, four, that are four links in front of you, they are also red. When mine goes green, all I have to do is absolutely floor it, because the second lot are going to turn green, a la Mr. Cool, Waveboard, Ray-Bans, 
All of a sudden, Hawaiian you're a mystical shirt. dude. And by the time I, my car gets to the second set, yeah. it goes green and I'm dropping into second. And let me tell you, I am away. That is satisfying. I'm a Californian boulevard, baby. Ah, that is satisfying. Yeah. I know exactly the set of lights you're talking about. Mm. Unfortunately, my car is too fast to go through that second set of lights <laughs> I have to stop. Which is uh, its own kind of satisfying. In a way, certainly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't, give, doesn't give me the same sort of thrill. But actually, speaking of going through traffic lights, I had a, a similar sort of situation as to what you've just described there. Coming up to a set of traffic lights, it's night time. It's a, it's a wide street. This is, this is on a street called West Terrace on, yes. on, the, on the west side of Adelaide. Mm. It makes sense. It's, about, it's a lot of lanes, about six lanes. And it's incredible. It's, just, it's like two Ks of road, but it's six lanes each way. Yeah, it's mental. And you have to stop at every single traffic light, which is a joy. However, I'm approaching a set of traffic lights. It's red, as always. There's cars in every lane bar one. And I'm like, this is is me. This is my moment. This is my surfboard dude moment, even though I was not aware of it. Feeling good. The lights turn green. And I'm straight through this little gap. I'm feeling like the king of the world. And as I go through the gap, I'm met by a cacophony of horns. What? And moments later, an ambulance <laughs> an ambulance comes behind, behind me, but not through the traffic lights, but across the set that I'd just gone through. And it wasn't like it wasn't like a near miss, but it was it wasn't a million miles away. And I just yeah, I felt like a total dick for quite a long time. I mean, I, everyone I else knew. Everyone else knew, but I didn't know. I couldn't. I couldn't see the ambulance. It didn't have. You know how sometimes they don't put the sirens on; they just have the lights. So it was not to scare the scared occupants inside further. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So it had the lights on, but it didn't have the sirens. So I couldn't see the lights at this time because I hadn't yet come out from between the buildings. So. And you're in your little Corolla. You're not. Seeing yeah, I'm pretty sure this was a Corolla. Yeah, yeah, and uh, obviously, as we know, the Corolla is the is the best car ever made. Oh, they would have um, stopped for you. They would have stopped for me. <laughs> they Sorry, have... ma'am. I know you're having a heart attack, but there is a Corolla coming through. Yeah, they would. That's n- fine. <laughs> they would not have survived that particular bingle. The ambulance would have stopped like cartoon style, like gunk <laughs> the side <laughs> as I just sort of scraped on through. Yeah, it would have. Um, it would have ended. Poorly. But anyway, that's my traffic light story. It's not as cool as yours, but uh, nonetheless. Look, I reckon traf- half of the beeping, half of the beeping was people, you know how people love to kind of tell you that they're following the rules yeah. and you're not? Honk Beep. if you like what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> but I reckon there would have been some jealous beeping in there as well. Mm. Oh, all these people are holding up for a stupid ambulance that isn't even here yet. And here comes King Corolla Nick. <laughs> Just, oh. just scooping up all of that empty lane green light goodness for himself. I was a, I was a greedy boy that day, and uh, yeah. No, I support you. I think that's great. Oh, thanks, man. Well, hey, I'm look, we've got a better. special themed episode. You know what it is, Mamma Mia! It's oh. Italian week. Oh my goodness, I'm cutting that bit out. <laughs> all right, so strap yourself in for stereotypes and uh, plumbing and pizza and passion. Passion. And repairing. And just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful cars. The best. That are so poorly made, but they look amazing. That's Italian cars in a nutshell. Beautiful and badly made. The way we do this podcast is we like to kick off with a bit of a 
not just on cars, but on driving. What's the mm. thing about driving? And in keeping with the theme, we are taking another listener's feedback uh, from an, an Italian. Italian listener. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Hi, Dan. Thanks for the suggestion. We are, we are following through with your suggestion about following. Following? The okay. What's, what's Dan want to know about following? You know, when you both have cars yep. and you're both going to the same place, one person knows how to get there. Ah, yeah. The other person does not. Now you're in a convoy. We're on the same page. Yeah, that's. Um, it doesn't happen much these days with GPS. You just kind of give the person the thing and the. Yeah, you just say the address and you tell your car where you want to go and Siri. it takes you there. Yeah. yeah, it tells you where to go. But if you are in a convoy where some people don't have the GPS or. Yeah, something. Well, yeah, or like you, you could be at a um, your child's birthday party or whatever there's a group of parents and you go into someone's place or you're going somewhere specific and you're just like one parent knows the way and you're like oh yeah we'll go up in convoy it's this great picnic spot and it's got a tire swing and no yeah. it's not on the map just follow me there yeah and i don't have a space for all the kids in my car so unfortunately you have to stay with your children and come with me ah oh, great the day off i thought i was having is ruined but i'll be <laughs> back oh no i gotta follow someone back out of here yeah so th- the convoy okay Dan, well, let's let's talk about that. I remember one time I was uh, in a convoy. I wasn't driving. This was this was pre my driving days. In mm. fact, I was a young child, so it would have been irresponsible to say the least to allow me to drive. <laughs> but uh, we were driving to Melbourne, I believe, and or well, somewhere around. Anyway, interstate, interstate, long, long drive, yeah. a long drive. We're looking looking eight hours plus, and this was a a convoy because we had. Two families going up and we had we just didn't have a car that was big enough to take everyone. Hmm. So there were two of us going up in convoy and my dad is leading the way in the car and myself and my sister are sitting in the back and we're just listening to our BBC cassettes and the cassette player. On your oh, Walkmans with your little puffy. Oh, great yeah. days. That that curve of wire that's curve the, of that wire. makes the headphones. Really got fond memories of those yeah. those cassettes. But anyway... We're driving along and we've got the, the other kids in the car following us, like good friends of mine. And oh, it's, it's, we're all having fun. Oh, kind of, I want to talk to my friends, but I can't because this is the days before mobile phones existed. Yeah, Can you mo- believe such a time? No, I mean, oh. mobile phone communication between kids was just you waving for ages at the other <laughs> car. Yeah, <laughs> just wait, for, uh, waiting for their parents to go, oh, look. Nick's but waving at you, and they'll wave, and then that was the whole bit of excitement. Yeah, and there's only so much information you can give across in a wave. Yeah. Like we, we don't know the, the sign language. But anyway, occasionally you'd be like, oh, I want to sit, sit in the other car. I want to see what it's like in the other car. And then uh, <laughs> at one of, our, one of our stops, kids swap cars. Oh, let's go sit in the other car. And It's like moving house when you're a kid swapping a car. Yeah, it's exciting. Like, oh, oh, my I'm God, I'm living a whole new life. Oh, a new ca- <laughs> I wonder what it'll be in the other side. Yeah. Anyway, I got in the got in the following car and my dad had my friends in the back of the car and just took off. <laughs> it was a, was a dot on the horizon. <laughs> just and he was never driving that fast with me in the car. Shows how little respect he had for other people's children. Yeah. It was just <laughs> I'm gone. And uh yeah, so I'm left with the other parents turning around to me like, "Where's your dad going?" Uh, I don't know. That way? That way he'll he'll stop when he gets to the end. Yeah. You know, don't. But we don't know where to go. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're in Australia. We're on a highway. There's only one there's only one direction to. We're go. either in A yeah. or B. Don't turn off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't turn off at any point. 
keep going until you get to the next city. That's all you need to know. And that convoy situation is, it's old fashioned, but it still sort of happens. Yeah. Especially, you know, like I've heard sort of friends tell of when, you know, parents who aren't sort of used to driving in the city will be like, oh, I'm going to come and visit you, but you have to come and meet me at the service station and then I'm going to follow you through the mad city traffic. Yeah. And I used yeah, right. to think that was a bit, you know, a bit country bumpkin until probably the first time I had to drive to Melbourne and negotiate my way uh, to our family, actually to Dan's house, who lives in Melbourne. Oh, wow. A yeah. tie-in. A tie-in. Tie <laughs> and Dan will probably remember this occasion. Oh, he won't. You know. Yeah. <laughs> He's pretty cool. Not everyone remembers car stories the way we do. No. <laughs> or it, cares about them. I was doing, you know, the freeway driving. This is fine. Yep. This is in the days before, well before GPS. We had GPS, but not really. Like yeah, we had okay. a phone that definitely had maps that definitely could locate you, but it wasn't telling you where to go. It just told you where you were and what the streets looked like around you. It was like a moving, a moving street directory. A mo- um, uh, yeah, like a constant moving, you are here. Yeah, there was no arrows anywhere. Yeah. You were just guessing really yeah okay so i'm on highways into melbourne that's fine and then cross over the Westgate bridge that's when you know you're in melbourne and yeah you go over the bridge you're hundreds of meters in the air there's hundreds of meters of just lanes on either side and everyone's staying real careful of you because you've got south australian plates and victorian drivers like, oh this guy's going to be an idiot jesus he's not going to know how to merge do something he's definitely going to lurch soon and Lurch I did, but I that first time I did get into the wrong lane and end up on a toll road. <sighs> and I managed to get off the toll road having, yes, been pinged for it and had to kind of do the logging in later on. Oh, no, pay man. my $17. And it's so hard. It was so hard before the days of GPS because they would have, you know, you'd, you'd have your seven lanes or however many and then you'd get to the turn off and there'd be a sign like, you need to be in one of these lanes to turn off. It's too late. It's too late. You need you need to have those signs further back. Yeah, don't tell me what the lanes are doing. Tell me what they will be doing. Yeah, you want to know what's coming up, not what's happening now. And I didn't have it straight in my head. I knew I had to look for something that was like was it a, had a west or a way in it, and I couldn't remember which one. Anyway, the one I picked was the wrong one. Mm. And suddenly I was just in the lane, and it was all like tall road You lost your flashing. way. I was, I was lost my west. <laughs> exactly. My east, my Sunday best. And I was literally kind of, not in tears... But I did. Have oh, to, definitely not. Definitely. Uh, yeah, it was. But it bit, was a. It was a dusty day. It was. I did a lot of sort of wrist <laughs> yeah, wiping. A lot of pollen finally, in the air. You know when you you're lost in a freeway and you're like, I'm just getting off. Yeah. And then you pull <laughs> off somewhere and you the the place you pull off of is inevitably some industrial wasteland. Yeah, a nice industrial estate. Yeah, just good. huge kind of like lots of chain link fences and locked sort of storage facilities and one guy smoking a cigarette and just looking at you cockeyed. What are you doing? We did this just to kind of give a bit of a sub story to this. The most lost I've ever been on a freeway is driving around San Francisco. Oh, and good. They've I, got themselves a bridge. They've got themselves a couple of bridges. Yeah, you think the Westgate Bridge is impressive. Forget about it. Wait till you see what they got in San Francisco. <laughs> anyway, we wanted to go somewhere and I was lost for an hour and a half and the place that I ended up pulling over and getting off the freeways to have a little bit of a cry and then work out where I was, turned out to be San Quentin, the prison. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, Just cool. Pulled off That's into a, nice a dusty thing. car park. Yeah. And there was chain link fences and a big old gate and someone smoking. And the big old gate opens. And I was looking at just not even a street directory, a fold-out tourist map and just yeah, crying old, and wondering and Mel yeah. sort of patting my head. And we just had that moment of someone's looking at us. And we both looked up out the window and it was this bus that had come out of the gates that had opened, a bus with bars on the window. And behind those bars were all of these men all looking very carefully down at us. Oh, that's Hello, <laughs> do you need help? Are you lost? <laughs> <laughs> they seemed to be saying with their clenched fists. Yeah. <laughs> clenched around those quite thin bars in my memory now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we made it to uh, Yosemite Park or wherever we were going and finally I made it back to Dan's house. But God, what I wouldn't have given for a convoy on that day. Yeah. Just to pull in at those, you know, those two massive sort of servo planets that they have. Yeah, kind of like the, the, the pre, pre-cities. Yeah. Little suburbs, service station, but also attached to the service station, a whole bunch of shops. Shops. For those people that have foods. just decided, you know what, let's live here. Melbourne is pretty nice. You can, <laughs> you can definitely buy breakfast, lunch and dinner here. There's probably accommodation. I'm going to be fine. What I wouldn't have given to have followed Dan in from there just to kind of go in. Yeah, yeah. God, yeah. Well, there's a lot of pressure both ways when you're driving in. Like, be you the lead car or the follower. Yeah. Because um, the, the lead car, I feel, in a way, has got... I mean, unless you're my dad, who literally could not give a shit. I'm going, I'll see you there. That's you, a very stress-free... Yeah, very stress-free attitude. Yeah. Great. But yeah, like, if you're, if you're, if you're leading and you want to help the person behind you, you're constantly checking your mirrors. You make sure that you, if the light turns orange, you kind of wane it up for not just you, but for the oh. person behind you. Yeah. And then they always park too far away or they're too conservative and they stop and you go through the lights and then, you, oh, I've got to find a place to pull over. And, you know, it's just... It's, it's like parenting. How much yeah. assistance do you give and how much independence do you allow? Yeah. Are you on your own? Oh, no, you should have floored it. We both could have made that light. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you got if you're the leader, you got to do the pullover, and your indicators on, and you're waiting, and you're watching them just there, there the lights, and yeah, yeah. This is this is why I am not, nor ever will be, a parent. Like cat, you know what you're doing. I see you at dinner time, and the cat just looks at you. Got it. See you when you get home. And if the cat gets something wrong, boot or outside. Yeah, fine. Don't you're kick outside. cats, by the way. But just yeah, don't kick cats. No. <laughs> <laughs> they are killers. Yeah, they are. They are nature's killers. Yeah. Oh, that's great. They'll sleep in your face. What were we talking about? Driving. Oh, yeah, driving. And then following and also being in front. How much space do you leave? Yeah. How much space do you leave? Yeah, that's a good question. When we're at the lights, how much space do you give the car in front of you? Oh, when you you pull up and park. When you're pulling up, you're pulling up. There's a car stopped in front of you. How much space do you leave? Me, I leave two car lengths at least. Oh. Yeah, I don't care how... That's generous. I don't really care how tight we're all packed... Yeah, you know, I, I need two car links in front of me because, because? my car's quite small yeah. and low. It's, and it's a bit it's in a bit of an attention getter. We'll get onto my car in future episodes, but people sort of look at it and get a bit aggressive around it. Long story short, every time I pull up to a traffic light, there's always someone who's right on my back bumper. All I see in yeah. my rear vision mirror headlights. is just headlights and grill, and that's why I leave myself so much space in front so I can just just roll forward, just send a big message. A little, like, a little Holden badge making you nervous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, the, my heart rate's going up just picturing it. Yeah, oh But my that's, God. Why, that's why I leave all that space in front of me 
because I know that someone behind me is going to be like, hey, you know what would be cool? If we had one of those pile-ups. Oh, yeah. Gong, 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 gong. I've often thought if I had, speaking of Italian, Italian week. Let's, See? Let's go Italian. <laughs> yes. If I had a little Fiat 500 or something similar, little two-door Fiat, beautiful. If you see a, see a little gap like that at the traffic light, the audacity to just pull up and then sort of reverse park <laughs> right in front of someone leaving a nice big gap. It's like, thank you. You'd love it, wouldn't you? Yeah. Just see oh, a little... Just, I, I'm, I think, I think I'm sick of being behind this car. I'm just going to reverse into your lane. All right. Yeah, and I think if you've got a little 500, you can't be upset with that car. It's a It's a happy car. You see it. It makes you smile. There'll be no doubt a beautiful Italian with blonde hair will lean out of the window and give you a bit of a wave. Thanks. Ciao. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you're just, okay, I guess that's a thing that's happened. All right. That cute? All right, Holden, we're backing up. Yeah. <laughs> Let them have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, that's when you're the, the leader of a convoy, then the amount of space you've sort of got to leave is a trouble as well. Because if you're convoying around our city, if there's a space between two cars, someone's just going to slot into it. They will. I don't know. And that's I mean, if it's a car space long. This yeah. is fine. Let's go bumper to bumper in 60k an hour traffic. Which is a joy. Yeah, it's it's a nightmare. But speaking of uh, being too close, this is unrelated, but I have to get it off my chest. Okay. You know when you're queuing at a supermarket or anywhere that requires a queue? Wait, is this an outside car queue? Yeah, this is an outside queue. Oh, no, we're I'm standing, all about it. Yeah, we're, so we're in the supermarket. We're in the supermarket. At the checkout. Don't you hate... When someone stands so close to you in those queues, what do they think they're going to achieve? You're not going to get there before me. It's so frustrating. I I hate people standing that close to me. I always put my hand in my pocket really aggressively. And if I elbow them behind me, I don't feel bad about it because you're too close. If I can touch you with my elbow, putting my hand in my pocket, yes, fast, you're too close. That's that's not much of a reach on the elbow. Do you get no, people? Oh, definitely. Really? Yeah, people stand so close. Like, people stand closer than, like, close friends would stand. Like, they stand closer. Like, I've had times when I've, I'm, you know, I'm very, very reticent to ever say something. But yes. on two occasions I have done. When I've been standing with someone, the checkout says, oh, next please. And I've, like, put my stuff there. And they're like, oh, just these things. And I'm like, yeah, we're not together. It might look like it, but we're not. That's how close they were standing. <laughs> And the the other time, the other time I have to do this, right? This is in COVID times. You know when they had the dots on the floor? Oh, and you yeah. Have to, you have to stand like, you know, obviously some people have mental issues and may not be able to, or like, <laughs> like to stand close to people because they get a bit scared of spaces or whatever. Fine. But just not me. <laughs> like I'll be standing, standing on my spot, my designated spot. This is my and spot. And then someone will be standing like... It's like public twister, isn't it? Yeah, it's like pu- it's exactly like public twister, feet except on both red feet dot. on red dot. Yeah, your feet <laughs> on that red dot. This is fun. This is my red dot. Get off my red dot. <laughs> I was queuing in a shopping center to buy some sort of electrical product, not these microphones, something else. I was queuing up, and there was a woman standing like right next to me, like I could feel her breath yeah. on my neck, and I I turned around and I said. Oh, sorry. Do we, do we know each other? Wow. She's like, oh, no. And I said, then why are you standing so close to me? There's a dot there. And she was like, looked kind of sheepish and a bit like backed up. And these are the only two times I've ever said something. Oh but they were God. standing so close that I just, I, I can't bear it. I can't bear it. You've got a very warm 
persona about you. Maybe that's why it is. Like people like to stand. People are like, oh, there's a friendly chap. I'm going to stand right next to him. I'd mm. like to put my hands in that guy's pockets. I feel safe now. Mm. <laughs> Hold me. My technique on the too closer standerer is I quite when I am shopping, I quite often have a hand basket. We'll get back to cars in a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. But I have a hand basket, and if I sense the too closer standerer. I do a, I hold the basket and then I do a half turn or a yes, pirouette. Good. So instead of the basket being beside me, it is swinging around behind me. Oh, it got you in the knees. How weird. That's weird that the you would clonk, be clonk, clonk, clonk. there. Yeah. And I don't, and I don't say sorry. I say, whoop, look out. <laughs> yeah, whoop, you've just kicked my shopping. Yeah. And during COVID times, the, the, the red dots, my favorite thing was to stand on my red dot. And then when the red dot in front of me was clear... I would take a big step. Really spell it out. Put my foot on the on the front red dot, keep my foot on my red dot, and then look at my red dot as I was moving to the front red dot to check that they that person behind me wasn't it. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm still gonna stand on your red dot with yeah. you. We're both standing on this red dot. Yeah. And sometimes you just bust out a quick look. Would you mind? Yeah. It's, Sorry. It's, yeah, sorry, sorry. would you like to hold would you like yeah. to hold hands are you a bit nervous in this situation like yeah i cannot bear it what about what about at airports where you've got your luggage and people try and stand like on your luggage because i just need to be a bit closer to you i like to leave my luggage and then just walk a bit and you just sort of see them like oh god how do i get around this luggage because you're in the little rope <laughs> yeah you're in the rope you're walking your way through the that rope, rope labyrinth the rope labyrinth which some people still get lost in somehow it's like the, the most basic McDonald's placemat. I can't get out of this labyrinth. I'm uh, going to miss my plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The ropes aren't telling me what to do. Uh, <sighs> out of the airport, back into the car. So, Convoys. Convoys. Yeah. Well, they're a, they're a dying art. Yeah, now yeah the GPS they, they, really come in. they really are. Mm. I don't know if I've got anything else to say about the convoys. You got anything? No, I think... Um, All right. I think we've done. Well, you know what? Let's go on to topic number two. <gasps> Personal favourite of mine. CC. Let's talk about another Italian classic, the Alpha Sud. And this isn't our feature car, by the way. This is not our feature no, car. This, this is, is this is not this is not today's feature car. This is just a car forming car stories. So the Alpha Sud. The Alpha Sud. Picture this: we're in the final year of high school. We're all starting. You know, friendship groups are starting to learn to drive. People are getting their first cars, and all usually sort of five hundred dollar sort of crap boxes. Yeah, but then. My friend Joel, hello Joel, my friend Joel buys an Alpha Sud. And for our little our little high school minds, it blew them. Like the fact that you could afford a two-door Italian car. With a sloped bonnet. With a sloped bonnet and the four, four headlights, headlights at the front, the floating grille. Oh my, it was bellissimo. <laughs> and it was, yeah, this... This beautiful car that was, and I, you know, we'll get to it in a minute, but obviously mechanically, it was a death trap. <laughs> however, however, it still beautiful. went forward. It still went forward. It maintained, maintained forward momentum, and it was a beautiful, beautiful car. And the experience of being able to afford an Italian car back then, like, oh, our, it was absolute luxury. And we used Give to, us the cost. Come on. Uh, well, it was, it was south of $1,500. Which is, it, that seems like a lot of money for a first car. Yeah, but for an Italian Alfa Romeo. That seems like a, a shitload of money. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like, this fish is only six days old. 
Oh, what a Look good deal! Look how cheap it is. Yeah, yeah it's definitely not going to have any more costs. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's that's go let's go through it. The uh, handbrake didn't work. The doors didn't it. lock. Doesn't matter. The rearview mirror was never straight, just hanging. Would never get any use anyway. Um, what else? The indicator store would just flop down sometimes, but didn't turn on the indicators because that then you're warning people. Yeah, exactly. But all these things wrong with it. All these things aside. It was a joy for our young teenagers. Like we're getting towards the end of our teens now, but it's, we were still teenagers. And to have an Italian car, I still remember the smell of it. You know, you get into this car. It wasn't a nice smell, <laughs> but it's a nostalgic. It was sort of musty. It's the smell of nostalgia. Yeah, it's a, it's a nostalgic. You know, smell is a very evocative sense, and mm. it takes mm. you back instantly. Mm. And whenever I smell like, let's say, mold, now <laughs> I remember this Alfa Romeo. Desiccated seat foam. Yeah, yeah. Like many Italian cars, it was poorly made, but oh my God, a beautiful thing. And the sound of it, the sound, it was, it sounded like a much faster car than, it always, that was the thing, when you were sitting in it and driving, driving it, it felt like you were going fast all the time, but you, you can't have been. Because you have a sense of literally everything moving around you. you. You could feel everything, you could feel every bump in the road and every acceleration was like, met with like a push in the back, genuinely, you could feel Feel yourself accelerate because I mean the ex- of course the tachometer or whatever the speedo that never that didn't work. Who cares? How how could it? You do it by feel. Yeah, yeah who was? I mean the, the Greeks may have come across electricities, but it was the Italians that who didn't learn how didn't it worked. Pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was an absolute joy, and I remember this car so fond. It was a creamy. White. It probably was a crisp white initially, but it turned creamy by the time it was purchased. That's a kind of white by that Joel. I think. Think of that as high school car white. My first yeah. car, the, the Mazda three two three that we've covered on previous episodes. It was, yeah, quote unquote white. But if you brushed your fingers along it, your fingers would come up with a little bit of a white powder. Yeah, well, I mean it was probably painted in the days of lead paint and that. Powder is probably good not to eat. Yeah, no, it's with it's, sandwiches. If oxidizing yeah. is a thing, I think that's what's happening oh, to yeah, that loved sort an of oxidization. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really becoming part of the landscape, yeah. just slowly, yeah. philosophically. Yeah. Well, let me let me tell you let me tell you the main story of yeah. this Alpha Sud. Oh yes, we were coming back from Adelaide City one day, and we've got I think we've got we've got four boys in the car. Joel's driving. And typical pea plate scenario. Yeah, Fantastic. super safe. And it's probably because probably because there's four boys in the car that concentration is lacking somewhat. We're talking about no. Oh yeah, let's point out that the fact that we're in the car is a is a is a joy to begin with because we're par- we we park it in not a super safe area. It doesn't have locks, but somehow it's always there. It's always <laughs> there when we get back. No one. You wants picture it. the the car thief there with his black and white striped <laughs> skivvy and his little sort of black raccoon mask yeah. sort of tiptoeing along the street. Trying testing, the doors. Trying doors. He'll open this door, have a look, have a smell, shut it no, again. No, thanks. <laughs> probably pull out 10 bucks and just leave it in the windshield. Yeah. <laughs> they need it more need than this. I do. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're driving, we're driving back home and there's a ah, traffic lights. Time back into the traffic lights. There's a red light ahead of us. Yeah. Joel... Hasn't noticed. <laughs> he's got three great he's, friends in the he's car. He's got three great friends. We're laughing. We're having a great time. We're putting in our this is, this is. I mean, there's, this is before the days of mobile phones, so there's nothing else to distract him apart from this, the, the lost art of conversation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're all sitting there with a little espresso, not spilling it somehow. <laughs> and Joel notices cars stopped in front of him. 
oh so late. <laughs> oh god. All we hear is this now this probably takes place over seconds, but for us it feels like minutes. The tires are squealing. It's by sheer chance that a lane alongside of us is devoid of cars. So Joel jinks into the next lane. I distinctly remember the alpha like a little, little slide, little slide, and then straightens up with literally millimeters to spare before hitting the car in front. <sighs> it sounds like a cool move. Every time you've explained this to me, yeah. I can't believe that this wasn't an accident. It is a cool move, and we're all <sighs> we're breathing. We made it. We're feeling good. We're like Joel, you are you are a legend. This will be talked about for years to come. I think sometime in the future, if there's a, some sort of device for traveling your voice into the the ears of other people by i don't know this this internet thing that's starting up at the moment this story will be told the magical tendrils of just the yeah. the experience will somehow float into the into the ether and yeah. i don't know i don't know much i don't really know how it's going to work but no. i think this is going I to think happen solstice is coming up soon maybe that'll happen and today's that day nosferatu the prediction prediction is right <laughs> that's a, he's a vampire yeah. Nostradamus, that's, that's the, the guy. Yeah. Oh my God, they're the same thing. <laughs> God, bust this case wide open. <laughs> I want to tell your future. <laughs> ah, good stuff. So anyway, we're all breathing a sigh of relief. We take off through the lights. The car that we have just narrowly avoided <laughs> begins tailgating us, aggressively tailgating oh us. God. And all that bravado that we had moments earlier has evaporated into the ether, along with the memories. <laughs> as of lo- cool stories. Al- along with along with the car, the car is evaporating as fast as our strength. And yeah, this this guy had tailgated us for a long time because we're we're travelling back to the Barossa Valley. And for those that don't know, the Barossa Valley, I don't know what's that, like an hour and twenty minutes from the city. It's country driving now. Yeah, we're yeah, yeah we're getting into country driving. We're getting onto roads where we are the now the only two cars, and oh. there's just. A very, very unreliable. This is like chapter two of a very bad horror story. (laughs) Yeah. And we're all beautiful teenagers. (laughs) All was well, and then it wasn't. Yeah, exactly. And we got the captain behind us with his hook out the window. Like, oh my God, we're coming for you, boys. Uh, End of the story. I'm still here. It's fine. There was no no confrontation. Joel's still here. Joel's doing very well by all accounts. Yeah, he's really on the straight and narrow after being followed by a serial killer. Yeah, he's really he's he's a turned over new leaf. No, he's a good he's a good boy, Joel. I'm I'm uh, very lucky to. Does to he listen? Him. I I don't know. I hope so. Hi, Joel. Hi, um, hi Joel. But I, but I do know that his his subsequent car after the Alfa Romeo was a Mitsubishi Rally Art. Wow. Lancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And, and those are collectible fun. now. You see a good oh, one. Oh, absolutely. And it's th- those are the ones they've jumped over being like, oh, it's a cheap teenager's car to now it's quite assorted. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and, and at the time, like this was, it wasn't, it wasn't, he didn't buy it from new, but it was, I think he was the second owner. So it was pretty nice. Pretty, pretty nice. Yeah. Like it had things that the Alfa Romeo could only dream of. Power steering. Oh my God. Air conditioning. Indicators. <laughs> Indicators that worked. A handbrake. Locks on the doors. Incredible. Things that Italian cars can really only res- aspire to. Yeah. But also they hold them back because they're not beautiful. Locks on the doors. That's for ugly people. That's not about <laughs> driving. That's yeah. not about La, v- La Bella Vita. Is that the one? Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> um, Don't chip it. No, I'll carry on. <laughs> no, that's ice cream you're thinking of. Yeah, so 
we're, we're driving this rally out. I, rem- I remember the day he got it. He got it. He's like, I got this rally out. He comes down to my place and he picks me up. I was like, oh, cool, because he knows I love cars. He knows that at some point in the future I'm going to be talking about them. He's like, ah, oh, let's, let's go for a drive. So we're going for a drive. And I could tell that as much as he loved this car, like, bear in mind, this is, he's saved up. He's saved up for a long time. He's worked hard. He's bought this rally art. He's finally, he's finally graduated from wow. this Alfa Romeo. But I can tell that he's not 100% happy with it. And he, and he told me as much on that very drive. He's like, I miss the Alpha. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Because even though... Day one. Day one. Because even though as, as horrible as the Alfa Romeo was, you were involved with it. Every drive was an experience. You really had to pay attention. And when you didn't, there was nearly a crash. It was very, um, what's the word, visceral? Like, you, you, know, you, were, you were a part of every drive. Is this what motorcyclists feel? Oh yeah, you gotta you gotta be on the ball if you're riding a motorbike, and it was like that. It, but but without, <laughs> I was gonna say without such a high chance of death, but still a chance. Yeah, certainly. In an alpha, much higher than yeah. in a car. Just like in a motorbike, is much higher than in a. Car. Yeah, in a, in a late nineteen seventies Alfa Romeo, it's an absolute death trap. That's- <laughs> Forbidden. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, no, you know no how more. with like German cars, you shut the door and it's like this solid. This Alfa Romeo, you shut the door and it just rattled. Everything rattled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you couldn't wind down the windows because if you did, they were down, and you had to take them to a mechanic to get it back up. Like that, <laughs> everything didn't work, but beautiful. You go to the mechanics again, and what else do you need done? Oh, do you want the windows up? Yes, please. Please, please. <laughs> Oil change, windows up. Uh, <laughs> Oil? Oil. <laughs> yeah. It yeah, it's, it's, it's Tuesday again. <laughs> Time to oil her up. Yeah, and you just had to oil the car, not the engine. Everything needed oil because everything squeaked. Bit of a bath. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Pop, up, pop it in an oil bath. Maybe that, that's why a bath is a, that Italian brand. Oh, maybe. It's short for an oil bath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've, I think you've hit on something there. Don't hit the Romeos because they no, will they fall will apart. Gone. That's, that's, why, that's why you don't see Suds anymore. No. What about the Mito? Remember the Alfa Romeo Mito came out briefly? Uh, yes. And now it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> yeah, they, I've never seen one. They lasted less than the Daewoo Lanos. It oh. appeared and disappeared. Wow. that's Yeah. A, they are not well made. That's well remembered. I'm, I'm impressed there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell you what, if you had a if you had a mint condition Lanos, which didn't really exist, I don't think they were mint when they no, rolled they out weren't the factory. The factory not mint, no. no, <laughs> um, no. But if you had one, it must be worth a bit now. Super rare. There Super wouldn't. Rare. Yeah, there would be what less than a thousand working ones. There'd be maybe two. <laughs> let's let's think in Australia. They probably were released here. Who cares about the rest of the world? Yeah, yeah. They okay. were everywhere. Yeah. And now they're like a gets. Yeah, you never see them. No. Oh, I, no, I reckon I've seen a Getz this year. Gets out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Can't believe it. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway. Shitty cars. That, Shitty cars. That really were just... But they but they captured something. And you just... They captured... <laughs> imbeciles. Imbeciles, <laughs> yeah. The sood, that as is. We, as we young idiot boys were. But, you know, we had fun. And that's the main thing. We had a fun time in this car. Look, let me just round off the sood story by telling you that I've, I've seen an Alpha Sud recently there's one that lives around here around these these suburbs yeah right and it is mint it wow. is painted red the number plate is a special one it says sud cool. and there's a young fella who drives it oh yeah and it, every time i see it goes by it looks not new because it's clearly been repainted and well looked after you know how yeah. when you when you repaint a certain kind of classic car the paint looks a bit thick 
like the yeah. panel gaps aren't, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. aren't factory spec. You can't sure. actually fit your finger in. The panel gaps are all nailed down. He's got a few kind of bits around it, you know, just a yeah. little extra sort of body kit. Yeah. It, it's, it's a great looking car and it is also one of those trick cars where you see it and go, man, I should get myself a vintage car. Do not do this. Don't buy a vintage car. The reason you buy a vintage car is because you've seen someone who has spent more money than it's worth thinking about. Yeah, money yeah. and also their own time. In fact, stop stop thinking about getting a vintage car right now because your bank balance is going down. Yeah. Oh, do this trick. Look at your bank balance and then go on car sales and look up vintage cars and then go back and look at your bank balance. It will be lower. Yeah, they are lower. they are money pits. You could spend 15 minutes just scrolling through what like Suds yeah. or like, "Oh, well, maybe like- I should get a Maybe I should get a Jag. Whoa. Yeah, nice Go back to your bank balance. Just swip, swip on the apps. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What did, I lost $38. Now I have now I have no money. I'm yeah. just looking at cars. But, yeah, I mean, that's even the Alpha Suiters, as as terribly built as they were, but as beautiful as they are, they, they're not cheap these days. Go on, tell us. You've looked at them recently, haven't you? Sure, yeah. I may, maybe I have. I've, I saw them just yesterday because I was just having a bit of research for this pod but also because yeah. i wanted to look at them that's our sister pod just going for a scroll on car sales yeah yeah well you know we were, we were, i knew we were going to talk about this car and this the the nostalgia got me and i just had to have a look but yeah for like the cheapest sud now is like 35 grand no yeah they are no. expensive cars they are expensive cars and there's some some older model romeos which i can't remember the name what is it it's probably julia yeah, some version of Julia that. or Julieta. They're all beautiful names, great for names. beautiful cars. Yeah, and yeah, they are expensive things. But do not be fooled, people. Do not be fooled. They are beautiful cars, but you will regret it. That what you're imagining, you will never experience. You will experience it for brief periods, but those experiences yeah. of like just sailing around the hills, the noise in your ears, the little carbies and yeah. the the gear shift that will happen for periods of a few minutes at a time, but sandwiched between just... Before... Just crippling anxiety and your phone going like, ding, this is the bank. We think someone has stolen your credit cards and maybe your mortgage information. Yeah. It would be much cheaper and you'll have a much better experience to just bite the bullet, buy some tickets, fly to Italy, rent a car, enjoy your day, come home. Cheaper and more enjoyable. Financial advice here on just going for a drive. And if you've got some advice for us or you want to complain about our racial stereotyping or even just kind of suggest something we should talk Mama about. Mamma mia, what would they have to complain about? Send us an email at justgoingforadrive at gmail.com or hit us on Instagram. Be the first one to do it at justgoingforadrive. Yeah, we'd love, we'd love to hear from you. Mm. All right. You know what? It's feature car time. Feature car. Oh, you know what we're doing this week. How are we getting into it? Well, getting into this car is a difficult thing. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Because this week's car is another Alfa Romeo, but it's the Alfa Romeo 4C. And it's it's like like all Italian cars, this car is a stunner. (sighs) Beautiful. And actually, like when I was looking for a car to buy relatively recently... This was one of the contenders, but very fortunately, I didn't get it because it is not practical in any way. You can't fit any shopping at all unless your shopping is like a Mars bar. And you're carrying the Mars bar in your tum. 
yeah. when you get into the car. I guess I'll just eat it first. Yeah, I guess I'll just have to eat it because yeah, you can't. There's no storage compartments that aren't that aren't situated directly above the engine. So yeah, you would have, and you wouldn't want to spill chocolate on this thing. No, it's that would be the end of it. Thing. Um, but yeah, getting into this car is fine for me. But let's say you're a person that enjoys wearing a dress. Ooh. Now we're not pointing out. Man or woman, whatever. Oh. You're wearing a dress. Mm. If you're wearing a dress, you cannot get into this car. That's just that's how it is. You cannot get into it because it it is so low and the seal, the um the seal where you have to step from road to car, it's about it's over thirty centimeters, I reckon. Wow. So it's a big step, so there's no way you can possibly get You're spreading into it. your legs to you're get in. You're spreading your legs pretty wide to get into this car. And it's super low. So if you're from the sunnier climbs and you're wearing a wearing some nice culottes, perhaps <laughs> a breezy miniskirt, a breezy miniskirt, whatever. Your your scrotum is touching the Ooh. burning hot aluminium <laughs> on the bottom of that. Oh, and that'll pull up the drawbridge pretty quickly. If you've got your kilt <laughs> on, you're gonna get some singed balls, laddie. <laughs> yeah, the right in about those racial stereotypes. That, yeah. uh, just going for the drive, <laughs> but yeah, that's why the four C sales in Scotland are dismally low. You, you can't get into this Just like the level of the seat. Yeah. yeah, just like the level of the seat. You're dragging a scrote right across that door sill. Oh, <laughs> just, That's why I could never bring myself to buy a second-hand one of these. All those little bits of skin on the seal oh. just step over. They, no, they, they roast on because it's not aluminium. It's some special Italian beautiful piece of metal that really... Yeah, really, really gets hot. Yeah. <laughs> it's hot in the sun. Yeah, but the reason why it's getting hot in the sun is because the 4C comes in both convertible... And also a hard top versions. The price is the same for both. Yeah, it's a stunning car. And actually, I would, if you're going to get one, get the convertible because then you can get into it a little bit easier. Yeah. But not much. It's kind of like, a, you know, there's a American detective shows where they'd have like a, a hot car where it's got a convertible and they just jump in. They put their feet on the seat and then they'd slide down. Yeah. That's kind of how you'd have to do it. But there's no way I'd let anyone do that to my 4C. And I put these... Protective booties on. And in an American show, when they jump into their convertible, there's lots of feet room. In the 4C, when you jump in, you have got to be a gymnast. You have to stick the landing. Your feet can't be inches to either side. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's super tight and snug in there. It's, it's just a small car, mm. which actually, it's a nice tonic for the modern condition of getting bigger and bigger. This is a small car. When you do finally get down into the seat, it's a comfortable experience. It's, it's it's nice. It's very uncluttered. You know, I like minimalist type things. Yes. There's, there's not much stuff going on in the dash or anything because, like we mentioned earlier, it's an Italian car. They're not great with electronics. Leave that stuff to someone else. Keep it simple. Yeah, keep it simple. Mm. Keep mm. it steering wheel. That's it. Maybe a radio, but get someone else that knows what they're doing to put it in for you. But yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful interior. Mm. Like Like the exterior. It's just like, Curvy lines. I saw one coming the other day, like coming up the street. And when you're into cars, you have a kind of a, a radar that's constantly just low-key monitoring for certain sort of shapes. Yeah. Just yeah, certain kind of things out of the corner of your eye that you can sort of like the your subconscious will tap you on the shoulder and go, Hoy, Something what's, what's something's that going there? on? We were driving around today. My son has this now. We were pulled up at some lights. We're about five or six cars back. It's two-lane uh, road. And Charlie kind of leans forward and goes, there's something over there. I can smell it. Yeah, it was like, it was sort of like the beginning of a horror movie. Dad, Dad, there's something, there's something over there. It's got, it's red and it's got a low bonnet. 
and I couldn't see, but he had seen it. That, that was his radar going off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a certain angle or shape or something that was telling him to tell me to go, let's all look. And they are red. And it turned out to be not a 4C. It was the Toyota MR2. Oh, really? The 80s okay. version. The little everything is square. It was yeah. a real good look, but that's okay. the same thing. This one I saw coming the other day, my radar went off and my radar was telling me there's something special coming this way. All right. Like a one-off new Ferrari. It was wide and low and just staring at the front. And as soon as I sort of focused and saw, I said, wow, what? That's a 4C. Yeah. Just in person, in, in pictures, they're one of those cars that sort of like the Bugatti Veyron or something in pictures or the Audi R8. Yeah, the pictures don't do them justice. In pictures, they look sort of like V Dubs, V W Bugs, but in person, oh wow! Just, yeah, they have exactly the right proportion. They are a stunning mm. thing. And f- for those that are that are uh, not familiar with the four C, please Google it. Have a look. It's it won't do it justice, but you'll get an idea of what we're talking about. It's you'll a, get an idea of of you'll first go. These aren't pretty. Yeah, <laughs> but like all beauty, it has to be. It has to have imperfections. There's nothing. There's nothing pretty about perfection. It has to have imperfections, and this is a very imper- imperfect car. But for that reason, it's so beautiful. And the sound of it again. Oh, they oh they do it so well. Haunting. Yeah, and this is like this is a very small engine car. Like we were saying earlier, the engine is smaller than a Toyota Corolla. It's a 1.7 liter engine, and oh. I believe it might be even a Toyota. Re- no, it's not. No, no, that's they make the that in Lotus. That's, that's what we're thinking of there. Yeah, that's, yeah. No, they that's, would do that. That's right. made in house. Yeah. yeah. And oh, the sound! Oh, I can so remember good. clearly the first time I saw one in person because I saw it. I was coming down the hill. I was at the lights, and this car got a green light, and it was four C. Got a green light, and it was driving up the hill. And so the yeah. the driver obviously was like, "Great, I'm driving up a hill," and he nailed it. And I just remember that just that building howl. Oh yeah, just really eating up that that sort of slopey uphill road. Oh, Incredible. Fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Intoxicating. Yeah, great stuff. Mm. But I mean, that's that's the thing about the four C. It's very beautiful, but also it's hard to it's hard to look cool when you are trying to ingress or egress. Egress. Yes, that's probably Latin. enter or exit for those uh, English speakers. Those, those, yeah, those English speakers. I think, uh, I think ingress. I think we got it right the first time. But so, yeah. like, let's imagine. Let's imagine this scenario. <laughs> you pull up with your Alfa Romeo. You're, uh, you've managed to get in there with your skirt. All your girlfriends are lined up in front You're of the restaurant. You're just looking stylish. Like the whole great. thing is it's a like, goddamn oh, here she, San Pellegrino here she comes in a, Here she comes in her new Alfa Romeo 4C. Oh my God, Doesn't hi. she look amazing? You sound great. Hi, girls. Hi. And then I'm just going to go and park around the corner. Where are you come, going? Park There's the a front. park right it's here. right here. No, no, I've got a special spot. I'd like to cut. And then you come out from around the corner and your knees are all dirty <laughs> and your hair's got messy. Mud in them. <laughs> <laughs> because the only way to get out of a 4C, especially when you're wearing a skirt, is to crawl out. It's so <laughs> and actually, that reminds me of a, another funny oh, yeah. story that my. I didn't see this. My dad told me about this. He saw a driver of a Lamborghini, wow. which is a similarly ridiculous car when it comes to entering and exiting. If you really don't, like Lamborghini is like the 4C. It's low. It's ridiculous. It's beautiful. Beautiful, but not practical. No. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like high fashion clothes that you see on the runway. It's like, wow, look at that. That would never be worn in public. No, you can like, only <laughs> literally wear it on a runway. Yeah, it's the yeah. only place where there's no... 
risk of bumping into things or, or sitting trying, or sitting or trying to move in any other way that wasn't just sort of stilted walking. And looking amazing. Looking amazing. Yeah. That's the thing about the Lamborghini. So, so this that sees the Lamborghini. Wow, look at that thing because he's a bit like me. He likes the cars and he looks at it. Oh wow, look at that thing. Let's see who gets out of it. Scissor door. Scissor door wow. lifts up. Larger gentleman crawls out no. onto the pavement no. because. It's the only way to get out, and especially like if, if you're a, if you're more advanced in years, you can't just step out of those things. So he crawls out, dirty knees, dirty hands. I was like, you have to. There has to be a point where you say, right, I now have enough money to afford a stupid car. Do I maintain my dignity and not do that, <laughs> or do I crawl on my hands and knees? Do I and spend I, half a million dollars? Yeah. To crawl around a dirty car park. <laughs> and I salute every single one of those that say, yes, I'm crawling around a dirty car park. Excelsior to you, sir, because you're probably a bloke, let's face it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah let's and if face you're a lady it. buying a Lamborghini, well, then you've made the right choice. Yeah, you've yeah. made the right choice. Yeah. Well done. Mm. Well done to you. But yeah, generally, generally the, fairer, the fairer sex are not as stupid as we are. No. Yeah, and when you are stupid, it's for a good reason. And so if you're a lady driving around in a Lamborghini, you're amazing. Yeah, yeah, you've done a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're doing it correctly. Yeah, you're parking in a sensible place somewhere that's got like a maybe maybe a nice um, lattice structure alongside yes. that you can cling onto and pull yourself out. Or well, maybe you've actually just kept yourself, you know, fit and healthy. Yeah, I mean... But let's that, be honest. Even for the fittest person, it's not super easy to yeah. step out. There's a little bit of like, okay, it looks a bit... It's a nice looking car, but you look like a twonk getting <laughs> getting out of it. Did you know there's like a series of activities that you're supposed to be able to do as you age? Oh, yeah. One of them is standing on one leg for 20 seconds. One okay. of them is getting up from the ground from a sitting position without okay. having to hold on to something. Yep. Just yep. these quite simple sort of sounding things. Yeah. But they're really basic measures of how your it's a good test. How your body's the kind Lambo, of going. The Lambo is a good the Lambo test. For test. This. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. you can sit yourself down on the ground and then get up without Yeah, without any help. Without any help or without making that noise. Oh God, I'm already past that. I, I hold my breath. <laughs> already just making a noise. And I can't Oop. do it. <laughs> Then, yeah, then the Lamborghini is probably the right car for you. And also, if you do have a Lamborghini and you are listening... Give us some go, money. Give us, <laughs> just go, pick us up. We'll, we'll talk about you the whole time. We'll tell you how wonderful you are. Just going for a drive at gmail.com. <laughs> no, what were you going to say? I was going to say, just to, just to proceed on the looks, the 4C is one of those cars that you sort of don't care how it drives. Oh, absolutely. If you're yep, sort yep. of stuck behind it or, you know, if you're watching someone trying to park like you were the other day, you don't mind. You're yeah, really happy to take your time. Yeah, just yeah. To really... Yeah, you're like me. If, you, if you're um, having a good drive and someone driving slow in front of you, it's it's frustrating. Mm. But when if someone's driving an Alfa Romeo 4C, you don't care how slow they're driving. No. Chances are they're not driving slowly. But if they are... If they are... You don't care one iota. No. This is beautiful. I could look at this behind all day. I went for a drive a few weekends ago. It was lovely weather. And it was sort of my favorite, one of my favorite sort of windy country roads. And I came up behind, it was a sort of an 80k an hour zone, which is good. Mm -hmm. Yep. Good nice. sort of nice country speed. drive. Oh, this is nice kind of thing. Yeah. And the car in front was doing about 70 the mm. entire time. However, the car in front 
was uh, early eighties, late seventies Mercedes. It was a it was a SEC five hundred, so it's a two door pillarless just, square, just square box, mm. but with that fast back window, and it's, it was a navy blue with chrome accents around the thing, oh, and wow. they were tootling. They were mm. really just taken in the yeah. sun and the air. And the breeze. And of course, like any old Mercedes, there was an old guy driving and an unhappy woman in the passenger seat. John and Jean. Yeah, just on their way to probably Harndorf to get a really hot cappuccino. (laughs) Extra Uh, hot. And yeah, normally, if I'm in an 80 zone and you're doing 70, I start beeping. I'm old enough now that I know I've had enough. I've had enough of just like... Uh, this is an 80s zone, but I think I'm just going to drive really slow and, and stuff everyone behind me. Yeah, I, I don't beep. No, I, I, I don't beep. I beep if I'm the, if I'm the next person along. That's okay, my little yeah, rule. Yeah, yeah. If I'm two or three cars behind, I don't, my, my beeping privileges are lost. I could yeah, just, yeah. I could just got to, yeah. but this, I could have beeped. I did not beep because this car was just pristine. Oh. It was, it was a marvel. And you see around each corner, you just got a little look up the side and. It was like a like a vintage steamship or something. A yeah. really just sorted example. And especially those those older Mercedes when it when they were an independent company and they weren't owned by Chrysler. They invested so much money into their research and development. That, like the cars that you're looking at, it really is a work of art, and you, it's a great thing to behold because the cost the cost of one of those, let's say from new, was I don't know the equivalent of. 150,000, 200,000? Sure, yeah. But the, the amount of money that was sunk into research and development is many, 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 many times more that. So it's an, it's something that you could really appreciate, the mm. old Mercedes. Yeah. They're not making... They were making a profit, for sure they were, but... Oh, of course, yeah. yeah they, they're not, they weren't stupid. <laughs> no, they, they, they knew how to last. But, yeah, I think that to appreciate the design on things like the Alpha or like that, that old Mercedes mm. or just the kind of a really beautiful car is think about how it would look if you tried to do it yourself or if you kind of got someone else (laughs) to do it. You wouldn't get the angles right. I'm always sort of fascinated by how, okay, this is a car, now here it is. We've made it, we've pressed it, we've made it, and you you can still enjoy it. Whereas if someone kind of goes, I'm going to design my own car or get my own body kit, it always looks terrible. Yeah. It's because you don't know what you're doing. Of course, you've got to leave it to the experts. And I mean, yeah, the 4C... When you see them on the road, drink them in, enjoy them, because they don't make them anymore. There was a very short period of time where they, they came out and they... What? Yeah, really? yeah, yeah, the production has ceased. You can't buy a brand new one. Gee. Yeah, yeah. So, they were a very... Sh- it's a blip in time of like, this is a beautiful car. So, yeah. Drink them in, enjoy them. That's poetic. Actually, just on the on the design element, though, the 4C that we both saw and enjoyed was when we turned up to... It was oh, Porsche Open yeah. Day or yeah, something. We go to see the Porsche dealership, as we sometimes do on this show. Sure. And all around us were these, a Taycan or a 911, really new ones, and a Boxty if you wanted to get in, on it, get in or out, as we covered our last episode. Yeah. But the thing everyone was gathered around was this... 4C. 4C. Even a McLaren turned up. An yeah. orange McLaren turned up and parked in the driveway. No one cared. No one cared. I mean, we went out and went... Thumbs up, and we took some photos. But then we were straight back straight into back. seeing this. It was a red 4C, and the owner had, as a Porsche owner would do, had taken away all of the, the boring bits and had them all redone in carbon fiber, had the headlights mm. redone in those sort of multi 
point spider eye things. And yeah, yeah. The engine, the engine cover, cover was yes. yeah carbon fiber and yeah the steering wheel and the the gear stick was all carbon fiber, which was not that's not factory. That no. was he was custom made all of those pieces, and it was just a it was a joy that thing. That was a really it was a beautiful custom piece, and it must have cost an absolute fortune, but. Worth but it. money well spent, money well and spent. Uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I mean, the interesting, another in- interesting thing about the four C is that part of its service requirements is, and I can't remember the exact kilometers, but it's something small, like every eight thousand or sixteen thousand kilometers, you have to take it into the dealership, and they need to tighten every bolt to a certain torque because the the chassis shakes itself loose. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is ridiculous that, that that's been allowed to be made and that's a known problem with it but it's like that's just built into the servicing schedule you would never get that with a german car but because it's italian they're like ah she's the vein should right we in. should um, we design this better no 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 time it looks great just get people into the Mechanic yeah, as often as they probably yeah. already are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, if you've got a if you've got an Alfa Romeo, you know that you're turning up to the mechanic pretty regularly. Which is why, like, apart from the classics, like, you can buy a secondhand Alfa Romeo, like a Julia, no Julietta. Julias are still relatively pricey, but Julietta, you could buy one that's only a couple years old for not much money at all because mm. they depreciate. Like, if you've ever thrown a stone off a bridge and then you watch it sink below the water like if you imagine like money falling down a tower it's kind of that <laughs> that speed oh. they depreciate that's, fast yeah that's scarily yeah, poetic yeah yeah they are really um <laughs> they are not well made not good investments so the moral of this episode is italian cars are beautiful but you got to you got to have some coin behind you if you want to invest and maintain and you should and you should and you should you should f- it's a very it's a very uh philanthropic thing to do because you're helping other people on the road that <laughs> don't want to make that time no. and money investment to enjoy them you're giving yeah, yeah it's like buying a rembrandt and putting it out on the street for everyone to enjoy yes and just like a Rembrandt, if it rains, it's ruined. And that'll be about the rate of depreciation that your alpha will probably go through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. An, an outside Rembrandt painting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like to keep mine outside so everyone can enjoy it. Oh, no, it's raining. And tends to rust. It's and then still dust. good, though. Yeah. Oh, it's still beautiful. Frame. Still be- I'm just going to get it tightened up. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Well, we've had a great drive. That has been a great drive. I've enjoyed it. A great Italian-themed drive. Yeah. Yeah. All right, time to get some uh, spaghetti and uh, wait for the complaints to roll on in. We've got to get some uh, listener <laughs> feedback somehow. <laughs> Let's try outrage. <laughs> All right, cool. I've enjoyed my drive. I've enjoyed my drive too. Thanks for listening. Let's go for another drive. See you next time on Just Going For A Drive. <laughs>